Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Thieves Come Unannounced. When I was 15 years old, we had over 100 cattle stolen from our family farm. What followed was a crisis. The thieves didn't write us a forewarning note informing us that they were coming. We had no idea. It took Dad by total surprise, so much so that for a few days he walked the river trying to figure out where all his cattle suddenly disappeared. Turns out, the thieves did the dirty work while we were in church on Sunday. Another reason not to go to church. Sarcasm. The two phases to Christ's second coming go like this. Phase one, he comes as a thief unexpected, the rapture of the church. That is followed by the seven-year tribulation period, the 70th week of Daniel. And then phase two, he comes with many forewarning signs to the earth. It was Jesus who introduced the thief imagery to his second coming, which will come unexpectedly as seen in Matthew 24, 42 through 44. This was a brand new aspect of his second, his second coming, not previously revealed in the Old Testament. Very possibly, Paul then builds on the teaching of Jesus when he borrows the language of analogy from Christ, as he speaks of the day of the Lord also coming as a thief in the night, as seen in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 4. In Matthew 24, 43 and 44, Jesus speaks of his coming as being like a thief that catches people off guard. And Paul uses the same analogy in reference to the coming day of the Lord in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 4. So what comes as a thief? Jesus says his coming, I take it the rapture, comes as a thief in the night. And Paul says that the day of the Lord's judgment comes as a thief in the night. Which is it? I submit to you, it is both. That day, which Jesus speaks of in Matthew 24, 36, immediately segues into the coming day of the Lord. Thus, I think the rapture, in effect, serves to usher in the day of the Lord. Christ's second coming at the, at the rapture is immediately followed by the day of the Lord. Thus, they both come as an unexpected thief in the night. In effect, that day in Matthew 24, 36 speaks to two realities simultaneously. He speaks to the reality of the first phase of Christ's second coming, known as a rapture, but it also serves to introduce the day of the Lord that culminates in the second phase of Christ's second coming to the earth. Robert Thomas says, quote, After 2436, Jesus looks at the events of Daniel's 70th week as a whole and how the beginning of that week will catch everyone by surprise. That day comes as a surprise, which is followed by the events of the tribulation period culminating in Christ's second coming to the earth. John F. Hart says, if this phrase in Matthew 24, 36, that day and hour, refers to the surprise arrival of the day of the Lord as Paul defined in 1 Thessalonians 5, then the coming of that day and hour takes place at the very same time as the pre-tribulation rapture. Both are illustrated. Both are illustrated by the thief in the night imagery. An imminent event. End quote, John F. Hart. Christ then illustrated what he was saying. Matthew 24, 37 through 39. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days before the flood they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark. 
and did not know, did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. This illustration is very simple to follow. The flood caught the entire world completely off guard. People had no clue it was coming. They were going about life as normal with no thought about coming judgment. There were no signs. There was the preaching of Noah. There was the insane building of the ark, as the world saw it. But they continued on eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day of judgment came when Noah entered into the ark. That day and hour in view in Matthew 24, 36 relates to the coming of Jesus that corresponds to the day Noah entered into the ark. The people were completely oblivious to what was about to happen. They did not know until the flood came. So will also the coming of the Son of Man be. People will not know what has hit them until they find themselves in the midst of the day of the Lord judgment. As Paul says, the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night, sudden destruction comes upon them, and they shall not escape. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, and 3. Commentators who see only one phase to Christ's second coming, that is, his coming to the earth, in Matthew 24, don't really know what to do with the Noah illustration. The casual description of life as normal prior to the flood just doesn't fit the description of life in the tribulation period. One such commentator says, quote, it is possible that these surrounding verses are a figure of speech. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, depicting unbelievers being caught up in the system of the Antichrist during the tribulation. Therefore, therefore, obviously, sarcasm here, therefore these verses are not speaking of ordinary life. End quote. What? Are you kidding me? That is exactly what they're describing. What is more ordinary than eating, drinking, and getting married? In contrast, life in the tribulation period will be anything but normal. Have you read about the tribulation period as described in the book of Revelation? Revelation 6, 14 through 17. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island were moved out of its place. Normal stuff. Not. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave, every free man hid themselves in the caves and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Does that sound like life as normal as described by Jesus in Matthew 24, 38? It will not be dinner as usual. They will not be working on wedding plans in the caves. They will have more than a clue that the great day of his wrath has come. Revelation 16, 8-11, Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and power was given him to scorch men with fire. And the men and men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues, their tongues because of pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and they did not repent of their deeds. Does this sound like life as normal leading up to the second coming at the end of the tribulation? Indeed, you have to go with full-blown allegorical interpretation to end up with an understanding like that. John F. Hart says, quote, The most transparent meaning of the days of Noah illustration, verses 37 through 39, 
is that just as normal but unsuspecting lifestyles existed prior to the great judgment of the flood, so too normal but unsuspecting lifestyles will exist prior to the sudden onslaught of the day of the Lord judgments and the rapture of the church. John F. Hart. Matthew 24, 42, 44. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Live ready. Maranatha, perhaps today. Lord, we thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, you've made it very clear there is certainly an aspect of your coming which comes as a thief. Uh, you've told us very plainly, we don't know. We don't know when that's going to be. Uh, it could happen today. And then that's going to be followed by this terrible time of judgment that envelops the entire world scenes. A time of, of judgment such as the world has never seen before. The worst time the world's ever seen. And that will then culminate in the glorious second coming of Christ to the earth. And so, Lord, help us to keep our theology straight. Help us to be consistent in our uh, interpretation, in our hermeneutics, as it were. And, uh, Lord, again, we just thank you for the hope that we have as believers. And, uh, Lord, we are looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and, and Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, perhaps today, help us to live ready. I pray in his name. Amen.